Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the SVT Sports Podcast. I am in the driver's seat. My name is Vince. I'm hanging out with Sam and Tyler. How's it going, fellas? What's going on? Hey, what's up, Vince? And we also have Tim on the ones and twos and uh, producing this thing. How you doing, Tim? <laughs> what, what? How's it going, guys? <laughs> All doing right. Uh, awesome. We're, um, uh, we're, we're, going through a lot of the uh the sports topics of the day and right off the bat i think the first thing we want to talk about is just bill russell's uh number six jersey is going to be retired league-wide this season so uh going forward no new players are going to be able to wear number six players that currently wear the number six can continue to do so players like lebron james uh in la uh he can keep wearing his number six as long as he's you know still on the lakers and still playing basketball but uh we're gonna it's uh getting the um uh the same treatment that jackie robinson uh has in baseball where there is no longer going to be a number 42 in baseball there's no longer going to be a number six worn in basketball which means the warriors uh last player to wear number six will be alan smilegeech <laughs> Ooh, you took it out of my mouth there was a um a tweet that i saw that said that obviously lebron's gonna get favoritism treatment so it has to be world or league-wide that uh because grant because lebron james is already wearing number six he's gonna be grandfathered in and somebody tweeted out and like their handle was something boston celtics related and somebody says grandfathered in what does that mean and someone responded back to him oh that would be uh andrew wiggins or uh, andrew wiggins the grandfather of deuce which is jason tatum's son and i was like damn that's cold blood oh, guys <laughs> Damn. Body bag. Body bag. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's, that's okay, pretty so, hilarious that it's smiling each, though. Yeah. Uh, for such a yeah, historic man. number. Yeah. Historic player so, right there. So what Tim, happens when... Yeah, yeah. What happens when LeBron James retires? Like, I mean, if six is already taken, then I well, mean, does I mean, he have another number? The, the, I mean, he, he was wearing 23 when he was in Cleveland, and he's wearing he was wearing six in uh, Miami. And he's been wearing six uh, in L.A. So uh, he'll uh, like he'll get to keep wearing it. And then when it's time to retire LeBron's number in whichever city they choose, they'll retire six as well for that. I mean, there's uh, there, there's several teams that have the same number retired twice for different players. Um, the Yankees have a couple of them. Hell, the A's um, just retired number 34 for Dave Stewart but it was already retired for um, Raleigh fingers. So um, okay. you know, it's just okay. one of those idiosyncrasies. They, the player was wearing the Jersey before the number got retired um, and like had his whole career and everything. So, you know, is it's LeBron, just, is LeBron wearing six to idolize the nine for Kobe? Why is it? Why did he choose six? Y- you know, I don't know. That was just, that was the number he had when he was on team USA doing the basketball at the Olympics. It's um, the mark I'm, I'm of the sh- devil. Oh, <laughs> six, six, six. if there's three of them. <laughs> oh lord! Well, there's there a number gets, on the front. Oh, wait, wait, a wait, Number wait. on his you, back. No, no, and no, no, his no. Socks. Team USA number six. <laughs> yeah. Miami number six. Six, six, six. LA Lakers number six. Oh, six, we six. figured it out. Man, evil. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Evil. Come on, we're supposed to be. This is supposed Hashtag to be a positive podcast. LeBron James, very evil. positive. Hail Satan, baby. Hail Let's Satan. Go. Hail Satan. Oh my goodness! All right, what did I get myself into? <laughs> this oh. is going to be the episode that gets us kicked off all the platforms for. That's right. Right. <laughs> Finding it out wasn't that LeBron's evil. It wasn't the sex talk. It was the uh, LeBron is the mark of the beast. Oh, what are we skip Bayless now? Good God, let's let's put that to oh rest. My, okay. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay, so uh, moving on. Uh, there's been a couple of little leaks about the NBA schedule releasing, and the first thing we know is the Warriors will be hosting the Lakers and LeBron James on opening night for the ring ceremony, for the banner, for all of it. It's going to be a glorious time. A team that didn't even get to make it into the playoffs gets to watch us hang a banner. It's gonna be great. Oh, I'm thinking about <laughs> it right now, just oh, tears Are in my eyes. No, I can't afford that. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on my couch watching, but yeah, it's gonna be a a, a fun little show, I'm sure. 
So you're telling me that um, Anthony Davis gets to watch Juan Toscano Anderson get his ring before him? Damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Juan signed elsewhere, didn't he? So um, uh, He's with the Lakers. the Lakers. Oh, that's right. He did go to the Lakers, so he's going to yeah. be in town for that. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I dig that. Yeah. Gonna be great like the like the little did, bit i read i read about it it sounded like they were just rubbing it in the grizzlies face like ah ha ha you know we're gonna we're gonna host you but we're still gonna kick your ass you know that's what well, that's kinda... for christmas oh, day that's, Chris, that's, that's christmas that's christmas day, day game that's oh, not okay opening. Yeah. yeah opening is in uh october i think it's like the 19th or some shit like that i didn't okay gotcha. i didn't look up the exact date yet i don't think they've officially announced that yet it's just you know little leaks about the schedule have started coming out and i think the full yeah. schedule releases it's coming soon, though. It's um, got to come so. soon because because the first uh, preseason game is in like almost a month, and they're going to be in Japan. Yep, that's true. Yeah. So. This week we'll probably get like the big games, and you know we'll we'll get all the all the hype stuff, and mm-hmm. then probably a week after you know we'll get the official. Well, yeah, I mean that's speaking of hype games, the Christmas Day the Warriors are hosting the Grizzlies, and that's Tim. To your point, that's kind of what you were talking about, like rubbing their faces in it a little bit. Um, yeah. you get to host the new rival, uh, the new up and coming team, and you're the you're the team that won the chip, and uh, it'll be a little bit of bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I just I hope that both teams are healthy for one, but I'm pretty sure JJJ is not gonna be there. Because he had he just had foot surgery to try and fix that. Uh, uh, I don't know what's that was what Curry had basically. Um, mm, oh yeah. So I don't think he'll be back for Christmas Day. So we, it, uh, I already know. I automatically know it's not going to be a fully loaded uh, uh, Grizzly team that we're going up against. Unfortunately, I know that's probably not going to happen. Well, I mean, but I'll still it, take a W though. I mean, we're at the point as Warriors fans. Um, We've been blessed enough with excellent play for the last pretty much a decade now at this point, almost, um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of off years here and there, but um, regular season just does not matter anymore. So uh, it's, I, I just win enough games to get into the playoffs and then go from there. And that's, that's what happened last year. Um, and I would that's say, I would say for this year, win enough to at least have some course of a, of a home court advantage. Oh, of you know. course, of course. You don't want to sneak in as the eight seed, you know, have to play in that tournament. But, you know, if you're a top three team, you know, that's and that's, cool it, that. that's that's what they're capable of um, when healthy. And that's that's what we saw. It took exactly half a season for the Warriors when fully healthy to get their shit together and win a chip. So, um, yeah, that's this is an obviously an elite team still, even though you lose a couple of the um, the role players. Uh, we just talked JTA is uh, down in LA at the Lakers. Yeah. Um, uh, Bielitsa is going back to like Turkey or something to play now. And yeah. I mean, so mm. you lose a couple of pieces, you fill in a couple of more. Uh, I, I I think that it's still, you know, championship aspirations. You got, you know, you still got championship DNA, Vince. You that's got right. the championship DNA. My favorite expression when describing the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't forget too. Don't forget too. I mark it on the calendar when the Warriors host the Suns, or I think it might be the other way around. When the Warriors go play the Suns, I think they supposedly the league is that they'll go there first. Um, uh, Damian Lee will get his ring in front of Chris Paul, who's never gotten a ring. Just remember <laughs> that. Just remember that. Uh, down boy. Oh, <laughs> so well, good. It, it would be at the Warriors home game when they present, right? They're not going to present right. him at phoenix well it depends i mean i think i think one year we had a player who we weren't gonna see we only saw him once across it so they did it on the home court right yeah yeah but phoenix will definitely come to come yeah yeah Yeah, i I think they'll they'll wait for the for the sons to come to us yeah yeah and but you know obviously you hope he's (laughs) you hope he's able to play in that game uh as well so that way you know there's a reason for him to be on the road trip he's a bench player obviously he's not He's not playing starters minutes, but, you know, you hope he, he's, you know, able to go and yeah. it'll be nice to, th- that's one thing that I, that I like uh, for that opening night, you're going to see them in, uh, they'll, there'll be some kind of special jerseys, like, you know, gold numbers on it or something like they do something a little extra for the uniforms for that night. And I'm wondering, do they make Juan Toscana Anderson wear like gold numbers on his Lakers no, jersey? No, 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 no. They would never do that. 
LeBron doesn't get it. Just, just, just JTA. <laughs> yeah, Nobody just else. JTA. Everybody else has their regular ass uh, Lakers jersey. Oh, no, we'll be better. JTA is the only one that has like the the championship patch they stick on the on the jerseys. That would be great <laughs> if he was the only one that got it. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I definitely agree um, with you, Vince. Though, like about the placing in the top three, I wouldn't be surprised if there. There's definitely going to be some some curves learning how to play with uh you know Wiseman coming in and all these young guys stepping up taking a role um i i know we get really excited for Kaminga because of this pure athleticism um but in the short amount of you know summer league's not very long um but i think you know Moody's going to transition really well as a guy who's going to get more minutes you know being able to he's he's pretty consistent shooter um so i i wouldn't i'm I really like Moody coming off the bench. I think out of the guys that's going to get more minutes and more opportunity, I think he's going to be a guy that really needs to steady the ship, you know, on that second unit and deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Steve Kerr was, you know, playing the mix and match uh, game, you know, trying to figure out who to play, uh, Kuminga was getting like those starts for a, a little bit in the playoffs, but it ended up being Moody getting a lot of that run, like during it in the middle of the game over the course of the game. So, yeah, I kind of agree. I think uh, Moody is the guy that I'm looking at making a huge jump, uh, maybe well, he, even more so than Kaminga. He also led Summer League in points per per game as well, too. So yeah. I know that they didn't win it all, but that, that's even more impressive that they didn't even make it to the to the bracket and he s- still had the most points per game. So Right. Warriors. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good radio. Yeah, excellent radio, guys. Warriors. Ready, break. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, I'm just making That's this where transition. That's we got to edit in. Error clunk- on the first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> making this transition first? as clunky as possible. Um, so uh, let's just talk NFL real quick. Uh, the my Niners mm-hmm. got the uh, preseason win against the Packers. Guys, breaking news. Oh, Nick Allen of the Oakland Athletics has hit a homer. The A's are up one zero. <laughs> Woo! Nick Allen. Nick, Nick Allen. Allen. That's, Oakland A's. that's his third homer of the year, right? Yeah. He he just hit one a couple days ago, too. Uh, anyway. Hey, by the way, I was in a cornhill tournament this weekend. I was I came in third place. Up. I well, you made me think about it. Now you're talking about the A's here. So I know we were talking about NFL, but just real quick, we uh I didn't win it. My buddy did one uh A's tickets from like the guy that works in the A's ticket office is like some kind of management person and it's like diamond level seats with like unlimited food and drinks so just throwing it out there if you guys are uh, ever wanting to join a cornhole tournament it was a lot of fun Um, I'd love to anybody who wants to come on in just hit us up and the next one that's coming out and I think in like six months he's gonna do it again I would love to see more people to come out and play especially you Vince I need you out there okay all right we'll see (laughs) Okay, not, so let's talk YouTube. NFL for real. Let's talk <laughs> NFL for real real quick. Um, 49ers won, as I said. Trey Lance played two series. He looked all right. I mean, the numbers say he had like a perfect, you know, uh, quarterback rating or whatever. Um, but uh, he he had that one deep 76-yard bomb. He avoided hard hits. Like uh, he scrambled for like seven yards on a second and eight and slid down before getting, you know, obliterated by a giant linebacker. So that's the kind of stuff you like to see from a young quarterback who's going into his first year as a starter. The real question is, are you drafting him? I don't know. Are you gonna, we'll see. If, he, if he's there, are you taking him in, I don't know, what, what would be a logical QB round, in like the third or fourth round? Third or fourth round, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Way too soon. No faith. No, it's just stupid to draft a quarterback that early, but go for I it. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to please do it. Please do it. I won last year. Damn it, Vince. I won yeah. last year. Yeah. You, you won last year, but there was eight people in that league. So we're trying There's to get in this one. Yeah. We're trying to get to 10. We're getting, we're working on it. I got a ninth. I got a ninth on the line. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Um. So uh, Tyler, you put some injury notes in here. Um. So let's, let's, start going yeah, through it was it. crazy when i started putting these in here it was like one came in and then like two minutes later another one came in and then two minutes later another one came in and i was like dude you got to pull all these players 
like they're getting knee injuries left and right here. Yeah. So um, let's start with Zach Wilson. Um, they don't know the extent of his injury at the moment. Like I literally just Googled it just before we started. They're still not sure he's going to go get his surgery uh, out here in California. And they're hoping it's just a little meniscus thing. He's out two to four weeks, maybe is able to play uh, for opening week. Uh, but it could be a lot worse. It could be an ACL and they're just not going to know for sure until they go in there apparently. So um, you also have Drake London and Nick Harris had knee injuries um, and we'll see how they, you know, bounce back from that. So you pose the question, uh, play your starters or pull them. And obviously we need to, we need to figure this out guys. The NFL is counting on us to answer this question. Um, I'm not playing them, man. I'm not playing them. I'm sorry. If you get hurt in the regular season, that's one thing. But if you get hurt in the preseason and I highly and I drafted you high and you don't even get to play week one, I'm I'm upset, especially as an owner. I'm upset. Pull them. I don't I don't want them out there. All right, Sam, what do you think? Let's say you I've I've heard the argument go both ways. I've heard NFL guys play uh, say that they really enjoyed playing more snaps in the preseason because it kind of gears you up for the regular season. And I've heard got you know guys say you know um, they get to the regular season they're not ready to to be hit or make hits, and then you hear guys that well you know there's that one guy that got hurt or I got hurt you know in a preseason game where like there's certain things that like especially like pulled muscles and things of that nature like that can happen jogging you know that can happen in practice so. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with it. I, I, I would say if you're not going to play your starters, then I think the only gripe that I have is always monetary is then why are you charging full price for these preseason games where nobody's the stars are not playing and you're not really going all out, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a vanilla playbook. Um, and it's like, like, so, and, and like you said, um, even in the game when they traditionally have the starters play the longest, which is like the, it was the third game when there was four preseason games. Um, now I think it's actually still game three is the one where they, right. uh, they'll play the, the, the most and, but they'll only play a half, you know, right. and it's more about getting the timing down, uh, getting those hits, uh, you know, feeling the body contact and things like that. Like the and, one thing that baseball has, right. Is how, I mean, there's way more games in spring training and it's a, pitching and throwing and things of that nature takes, you know, a lot of timing, hitting, um, timing, getting your reps in. Um, but that's something they got really right. We're going to spring training. If you can hit up, you know, two games, three games in a day, beer is pretty cheap. Tickets are dirt cheap. Like the game is accessible. Um, you know, that's how I think like the NFL should market their spring training because you know, you're paying NFL prices for a game that doesn't matter. Like there is no break on ticket or food. Yeah. Yeah. Your break uh, is basically if you're lucky enough to find it on the second market and it's somebody like last minute, just trying to mm-hmm. offload tickets for any price. And that's the same with basically any event, you know? Um, uh, but, and even then, you're not getting much of a discount. I don't think I haven't, I haven't bothered to look, you know, what the ticket prices were uh, for this past week, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it it is pretty expensive and it's, it's kind of, it's not fair, you know? Yeah. I like, yeah. Like it goes back to that point. You said um, uh, we're, we're paying full price for, you know, not full NFL quality product. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ultimately I, I, for me, it's like getting yeah. the starting roster, you know, your key players healthy uh, for week one, you know. So I don't know. It's like the data shows both ways. So it's I just yeah. hope. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, from a fantasy perspective, I know that, um, you know, you definitely don't want to lose your wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks, you know, the really important pieces to a fantasy type thing like the Drake London knee injury. That's, that's huge. That's a guy that a lot of people were start, were looking at drafting fairly, you know, early, like sixth round or fifth round uh, in your drafts. 
And now, you know, if depending on how this injury goes, he could be somebody you don't take at all. We'll see. Um, so you don't want to yeah. lose important guys like that. But on the other hand, they got to get ready. And if, if, if they're just Drake London's a rookie and if he doesn't take any snaps at all beforehand, before the regular season starts, then if, if the first time he gets hit is on game one, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, that's, that, that's almost more dangerous to me. I'd rather, I'd rather risk the injury in preseason a little bit. Um, obviously I don't want him playing all four quarters. He doesn't need to do that, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you got to take some hits. You, you got to get out there and, and deliver some hits too. like wide receivers. You're expected to block on running plays and stuff like that. So, you know, I, it, it's, it's a necessary evil is the way I look at it. I, I wish there was a way to get guys ready without putting them at risk, but that's just not a thing that's possible in the NFL. Also, too, less preseason games. Like, we should just have two. You expanded the season, two preseason games. You get, you know, week one. You know, I, I think it incentivizes the the players to when they actually get game action in the preseason, those reps are even more valuable um, in doing it in, in game action. And then I think you do like a bi-weekly thing, you know, you still take the three weeks or four weeks or whatever the preseason is. You do, you know, half the league plays um, one week, the next week, you know, you get a bye week the other half of the league or so is playing. You come back, you pay, you play the second game, you know, um, where it's not a grind grind, you know, where you're risking injury, <clears throat> but you only play two games. Okay. Um, I actually, I, I think with this past, uh, you know, uh, uh, negotiation between the NFLPA and the owners, um, when they landed at 17 and three, uh, three games for preseason, 17 regular season games. I think this is just like, uh, this is just a jumping off point to get to 18 games. And so I, I don't think the 17 game schedule is going to last very long. I think what's going to end up happening is come the next collective bargaining agreement. It's going to go to 18 eight, and it's, two. It's going to yeah. go 18 and two. Yeah. And also this will push the Super Bowl back. Uh, they'll probably add a second bye week in there. Uh, and I'm sure they'll schedule it. So that way, you know, they're, they're at least six weeks apart or something like that. Like, see, I something. wish they would just start the season sooner. I liked yeah. it when it was still in well, end of January, you know, you like put, the Super yeah. Bowl for me is still and I'm January biased. 30th. Yeah, I'm biased because the Super Bowl would always end up on my birthday or my mom's birthday. And it was great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think that the goal then would be to get the Super Bowl onto President's Day weekend. And then you can just really America the shit out of it. Yeah. Know? Like, I think that's. I think that's the end game for the, for like Jerry Jones and his giant eyes, you know, yeah, makes sense. Uh, and the rest of the owners. I and think we can that's, get that that's Monday off. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I've, some people already have that, that holiday built in some don't, but um, yeah. still that's, you, you get that recovery day from Super Bowl Sunday um, built in T almost. Tim's been one to chime in for so long here. I'm Go sorry, ahead, Tim. Tim. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can remember. Okay. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that, uh, you know, in the preseason, you would want guys, um, to kind of like test their, their condition, the condition them to like take hits to, uh, you know, to kind of feel what it, what it's like to actually be on the field and, and be in that situation. Uh, I had a, I had a question about like, how much time do they have to recover if they have the injury now? Yeah, are we talking months, weeks? Like, well, depends on what uh, the injury much... is. I mean, yeah. if you have a well, broken leg, you're out. Um, if you, well, I, I mean, like the season, you, you know, like that's the one what thing time? about the NFL. The season is the shortest season of all the major sports. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it starts in that you know September, and it's it's done by the beginning of January. Like we're talking four months, you know. Just so if you have a bad enough injury, you're done for the year. You know, and uh, it, it, I mean, like, like if you tear an ACL or something, a lot of that kind of stuff will happen. Um, if you pull a hamstring, like that's all season. Like that's, it's it, you're it, playing it, it's, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, turf toe problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had turf toe before when I, you know, played 
football for the one year in high school. Every yeah. and every yeah. Oakland Raiders running back has had turf toe. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> Charles Woodson fucking battled turf toe for like his time here. You yeah. know, I remember like seeing uh, Woodson play a couple of weeks and then he was scratched because of this toe. Um, and like turf toe is actually a pretty bad name to call it. Um, it's extremely painful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you ever seen like see photos of like what they really go through, what turf toe actually is, um, it's extremely pay painful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that you're like, ah, it's just a toe injury, you know, keep yeah. going. So it's a, so yeah. it's if, a problem. <laughs> if you pull, you know, if you pull these players, who would you like, who would you want to replace them? If so they so you've play? got second stringers and third stringers that are trying to make a roster. It is not appealing to, you know, say uh, a fanship. But to be honest with you, if we're comparing to like spring training, the starters only go like three innings. And then it's just like dudes you've never heard of that are coming up through the system anyways. So that's where I believe where Sam's can make it a good point that these should, should be a more accessible and where I think they should do is the starters should only play like maybe the first game up to the half and then just like let the second and third stringers and potential four stringers that are trying to make a roster spot, let them try and play it out and see what they could do. You know, at least like they could the be NFL on the practice roster, team. Tim, I think it's still 55 guys is still 53, 53, 53. Yeah. So you got 53 on a roster, but then in preseason, usually like the first two games, you should see the sidelines. I mean, yeah. it is jam packed. There's yeah, like so 80 guys. There's <laughs> like le legit. There's uh, game one. You have about 90 guys on the roster. They have to cut five guys after that first game. So they're we're not talking for the cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then you cut another five before the third preseason game. So you're down to 80. And then after that third preseason game, that's when you go down from 80 to 53. Gotcha. So like, so you're losing like almost 30 guys at that point. And, and a then, lot of these guys are competing for what's called yeah. uh that's cut day or uh, yeah. there's a lot of guys competing for what's called the practice squad where each franchise is given a certain amount of uh, spots on what's called the practice squad. So the practice squad players, they get a salary that's much reduced than an NFL player. But if for whatever reason there's injuries and they need to call up somebody from the practice squad, um, that person gets automatically an NFL minimum contract. Um, but there's also, like, other teams can sign. If you're offering an NFL job, you can sign a practice squad player. So it's yeah. not always that players are protected. Yeah, so – yeah, exactly. As soon as a player is cut, they're, they're eligible to sign anywhere else. Um, like Sam said, I think it's about 16 guys are on your practice squad. So, I mean, these teams are huge, uh, e yeah. even with, you know, you got 53 guys, uh, two of them are quarterbacks. You got a kicker and a punter. And then like you'll you have got, running backs, receivers. Like, some, yeah, there's like six wide receivers. Linemen. You're going to have you're going to have like seven linebackers. I mean, so so and there's, there's a bunch of guys. You'll keep a quarterback who can't he's not going to throw like he but you practice against them because he's a scrambler because he's an athlete. So sometimes they keep guys on these practice squads because they, it's a, a good it's like scout. A scout team. It's a scout you know, team. They, yeah. They help to train the guys who are actually going to exactly. play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because and you, it, you know, I, like Mahomes, he's going to run around. So you're going to need a, you'll have a guy and sometimes you don't really have a, 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 a practice player, you know, or maybe you don't, you don't want to have a, a starting player be a practice player running around and risking a, a pulled hamstring. So you have some, you have a gopher who's a hell of an athlete and he's going to run around like the quarterback, like Mahomes. And then you, you know, what you're trying to do is the, the scout team offense will run a play that's similar to what Kansas city runs. And then as the defense, you're, you, you're, you're seeing what they run their higher percentage plays that they run. And you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, match, uh, your defense to their offense, how to stop it. Um, so things of mm -hmm. that nature, but there's always a next man is answer part of your yeah. question of like who takes over. There's always somebody next to take your spot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Vince, since we've still got a little bit of time on it, if Zach Wilson's injury proves to be, you know, not on, you know, an ACL and he's out, their backup is, is Joe Flacco. 
<laughs> do, do do the Jets I know try that and make name. a run? Do the Jets try and make a run for um for Jimmy, Jimmy G. G? Not for two weeks. Not for a two to four week injury. Um, if it's an ACL, that's they what I mean. Might. If it's an ACL, if, yeah, if yeah. it's an ACL, yeah, I think I could see that happening, especially because it's Robert um, Sala. There had exactly Robert Sala was the former 49ers defensive coordinator, so he has if some I'm familiarity. I think actually, if I'm the Jets, I'm trying to do that deal anyway, because the Jets didn't exercise his option, right? Like he's no. possibly a free agent at the end of this season. Oh, Zach Wilson. They didn't pick well, up this his, is only his option. This right? is only his second year. Oh, uh, they it, don't have to do who's that. Who's the quarterback? They didn't pick up his option already. Is that the Giants? They are. They're already. That's the Giants. Like, that's the Giants. That's the Giants uh, Daniel On Jones. Daniel jo- oh, okay. Yeah. I think if uh, I'm... in in the Giants' defense, uh, Daniel Jones is garbage. So yeah. Um, I'm just saying they're, they're, they're just kind of moving off him. of this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, quickly. I'm su- I'm surprised the Giants ha- uh, haven't you know kicked the tires on Jimmy G. You know, Sa- Sam made that... a good point last week. Last weekend, we were kicking it, having a beer, and he made a really good point here. You know. He was talking to me about how we always say that the player failed the organization in some mannerism, right? So how is it that we don't look at it the other way around where we don't say that the organization failed the player, you know? And I think Daniel Jones was that prime. Yeah, Daniel Jones is that prime suspect, you know? Like, how many coordinators did he go through? How many coaches did he go through? In stable franchise, I mean... I mean, name of set him up for success. The franchise has not made a good decision in many, many years. And that's multiple players, not just Daniel Jones. It's like other quarterback options that they chose to stick with or move off of. Um, Other drafted players didn't work out. Uh, Free agent signings didn't work out. Head coaching offensive coordinators didn't work out. So he had no chance. I, I think when you look at a player, I, I think we spoke about this um, when we were hanging out was uh, David Carr was mm. that man's career was destroyed by the Texans. Yeah. He had zero chance um, to develop. I mean, he they surrounded him with nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. They couldn't get an offensive line for him. And by the time he left them and there was like a short time. He wasn't, he on the 49ers for a hot second. And yeah, I mean, by the time he moved on his, his knees were gone. Um, you know, he had no chance, you know, um, you know, but David Carr could have been a really good quarterback, but that franchise felt him, you know, the right. Texans so, felt him. And I think the giants to your point are failing Daniel Jones or already have. So if Daniel Jones gets drafted to the chiefs, are we, are we talking about him differently? Like, because obviously so. that organization went all in on on Mahomes, right? They I, gave him I don't know if he he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think he's with what defense that Kansas City put on, and if in hypothetical game, you know, if you still have the weapons that were around him and the offensive line, I think he's upright. I think he's you yeah. know with Andy Reid and. Uh, you know, depending on his offense, who's who's the um offensive uh, coordinator? The enemy, Eric. The enemy, you know, he he's a hell of a lot better, I would think. Uh, here's actually the thought experiment right now. The Miami Dolphins is actually the template. You like, and I like to right now because they on offense they have a lot of really good pieces. That defense They're is loaded. pretty damn good. Um, it's they just are, a question of Miami's loaded. It's going to be. Yeah. Can Tua, yeah, exactly. Can Tua do, get this done? So, so what? that's my question: is do, if you put Daniel Jones on the Dolphins, is does he do better than Tua? And I don't think the answer to that is yes. I actually think they're probably about the same. So I'm not but a Tua, big believer. I, I agree. I agree with you to an extent. But Tua had some kind of tumultuous, you know, in the organization between Ryan Fitzpatrick, who who was playing out of his mind, and everyone yeah. thought that that was the quarterback, and then all of a sudden they pull the rug and then Ryan Fitzpatrick was pissed off and two was yeah, just the guy. Yeah. That, I mean, two is honestly the, uh, he he's sort of the scapegoat for that whole thing. Uh, but, but that, that doesn't negate the point, I guess is um, right now, if I'm thinking about mediocre ass quarterbacks, um, if you put 
a middling quarterback on the Dolphins, what happens to the Dolphins? See, I, I think if you put Jimmy G in the Dolphins, I think that I think they're a playoff team. But you weren't know? the Dolphins once, like kicking ass towards the end of the season, and it, then he got hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right, and that's that's the point. I mean, uh, I I don't think Daniel Jones can lead the the Dolphins to the playoffs. So, uh, but I think Jimmy G could. I think too. Uh, it's going to be a question mark. I don't I don't know uh, on what I, we've seen from Daniel Jones right now. Um, not going to happen. But we've never seen him on a good team. Like we've never seen him on a good team. Yeah, in the pros. That's fair. Um, Tua, and he'll never get the opportunity either. That's the unfortunate Probably part. not. Tua was on the Dolphins team, and we've seen him with a good team, and we know he can do what he did. Is he going to stay healthy long enough to keep the job and keep winning? Because he's kind of a smaller guy. He's a hell of an athlete, but that's the concern. Is he's going? Is he going to be healthy for the duration of the season? And is he going to be accurate enough? Um, to pass the ball. Well, I mean, to be fair, he he's injury prone to begin with because he yeah. came in the league injured, you know. So so that's we'll the see. question. It's it's out there. We'll see. But um, thinking about playoffs, I'm thinking about baseball, and unfortunately, I think my Padres they've got some work to do, and they are definitely behind the eight ball with this whole Tatis uh, suspension going on right now. So yeah. Popped 80 games for testing positive for PED. His dad came out today and said that he used some steroids because he got a fungus from some haircut that he did. I call it bullshit, but whatever. Um, There's always a, an excuse. There's always an excuse. Most I think of the time, the more, no, no, the more no, no, likely no. You that, sit there and you defend your boy. <laughs> no, I think what more likely happened was that he's rehabbing from an injury. He was in double A. I'm willing to bet he took something that would probably heal something that he had in his body and didn't realize that it was a banned substance. That's, that's what only, I think really happened. That's almost certainly what happened. And I just, I, I, I think about um, Deandre Hopkins and his six game suspension uh, just to bounce to the NFL back real quick. Um, and he said that he unknowingly took something. It was completely on accident, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to take this suspension because broke the rules. And I think most of the time that's the situation you take something that you think is okay, but it turns out it's not. Or um, and the only like, it's it's been very rare occasions. I think it's only happened once or twice where the guy still has the substance that he took, and it doesn't list the thing on there. But then they test it, and it's in there. And so that's sort of like your way out of getting that or whatever. But I mean, even then, um, those those cases are very very rare. Um, so. Cool. Well, even this with, brings me um, back to you know. my complete change, and this change, I you guys know. I when I was a kid, I was so angry with steroids. Now, let let it all in, because Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame, and you're telling me that idiot didn't know that McGuire was taking roids and Sosa. So you know what, like. I'm so over the PED talk, like expand what's acceptable. These guys are going to do it. <clears throat> He's an idiot for taking it. I wish the, I wish what Tatis would come out and say would be similar to what, you know, Hopkins said, I, the rules are the rules. I broke them. I'm going to take my, my suspension. And on his part, there's no excuse. You just got paid a bazillion dollars. You can have 20 guys on the payroll monitoring what you put in your body, you know? So you have more than enough money to have a nutritionist that is on your payroll. You have more than enough money to, to have people safeguarding you. So that's stupid. Uh, but it just like, I'm, I'm just kind of over this whole PED talk, you know, and I'm not saying kids go out and do drugs and not saying any of that, but when there's people in MLB that are in the hall of fame that made money off of it, and it's this forbidden fruit thing, holier than thou Mark McGuire. I remember seeing interviews with him and you saw the creatine in his locker. I mean, you could go back when he was with the A's, when he got busted with the Cardinals, a lot of these guys had this stuff just sitting on their locker shelf. 
Um, a bowl of greenies sitting on the table. Right. So, yeah. you know what? I'm not saying open up the floodgates, let anything in. But, you know, if there's all these creams and crap that's supposed to be helping them heal and, and overcome injuries and this and that, then we should look into it. You know, um, NFL, should look, I know the NFL has started to look into marijuana and what THC and CBD does to the brain, like immediately after impact, there's some science coming out that's saying, if you have, I think it's CBD, um, uh, put it's in the bloodstream and it makes contact the bloodstream of the brain. It reduces, um, inflation, um, inflammation of the, of yeah, the, the swelling, of the brain, stuff, yeah. swelling, um, almost immediately. Uh, so there has been some studies done about what CBD does with, with swelling of muscle tissue and things of that nature. And it's been helpful. So things like that, I'm in full support of, um, if there's creams and things like that, that he's using to get over an injury, because I absolutely believe he probably took something that was to get over an injury and come back. Um, there's a lot of money involved. So to say that no one is like, Hey, you know, take your time, you know, take your time. Don't worry. You, you, you'll be back. I'm sure there's pressure from the Padres. There's pressure from his personal staff. There's pressure on himself to come back and deliver on this bazillion dollar contract that he signed. So, you know, I don't think anything's innocent in this situation in with the amount of money that these guys get, they are franchises and businesses upon themselves, you know, so they're getting pressure from everybody. Um, so I think MLB should revisit what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Yeah. That, that opens up a lot of doors though. Even like substances on the field at, at, while you're playing pitchers, you know, Tim, you're going to have to be like um, around the horn. Like you're just going to have to mute people when you're trying to talk. That's you're going to be right? like that ESPN show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay. So I, I saw this news and I was like 80 games. You got to put the little hand uh, raising in the zoom call. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, I got, I got two hands plus the zoom call hand. Uh, but uh, so 80 games seems very, it seems excessive. Like, is there like a a warning? Well, you like here um, we found this. No, no, do it again. You know, uh, or is it the, just zero tolerance eight, again? The, the eighty games is the warning. Uh, with baseball, it's one hundred and sixty-two game season. So basically, it's a half year ban. It's a half season ban. It's fifty percent of the season, basically. Um, Damn, that's, that's a lot, though. And that's uh, a lot. <laughs> it, it it is a lot, but honestly, like the the suspensions that they had before just were not like. Um, that they weren't changing behavior enough. So it kind of got negotiated upward and upward. And that's how we ended up here. At one point it was like 50 games, a hundred games, and then a full season ban. Now it's like 80 and a full season. And then like and a then life. ban on, on the third one. Yeah. Wow. So, um, okay. So they, okay, they, they really, uh, baseball was the most like uh, outside of like professional wrestling. Like they're the sport that had, the most egregious um, steroid use at yeah. the time, which so, was a more fun sport to watch at the time, though. Yeah. Compare nineties, yeah, steroid baseball to I what we I, got right now. <laughs> I want to see that ball go over the fence every time. Taking every roids, time. taking WWE every single mm -hmm. time. Dude, Mark McGuire <laughs> hit home runs like back in nineteen ninety eight that still haven't landed yet. Like that's how high those moonshots were. <laughs> Well, back in the day before Mount Davis was created, they were hitting it on that little grass thing on outside the stadium. Like, yeah, they were launching them. I mean, what, four, four fifty, four seventy? Easily, yeah, probably, yeah, probably close to five. Yeah, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Well, I mean, your Mets are still in it, so you suck. Yep. So, <laughs> the hell with you. Yeah. So whatever. My my Padres are falling fast. It's not like That's I'm right. not used to it. That's right. Um, yeah, and actually, I was, I, I was making jokes about. Um, uh, that's interesting. Each of us took a. Uh, uh, Tyler's got the NFC West team. Sam's got the Central. I got the East team. So it's kind of we're kind of covering the whole and the whole National League there. That's kind of nice. Um, uh, I was actually talking with a couple of other guys, and uh, I made the joke that like, ah, oh, uh, sucks for uh, Tatis. He's got suspension. Good thing I jumped onto the Mets bandwagon this year. Like the Mets aren't gonna met it up at some point, you know. But, oh yeah, absolutely. They'll be <laughs> they'll be out in the, the first pain, round somehow. The pain is coming, I'm sure of it. Um, 
but you know what? I'm used to pain. I'm an A's fan, so um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, at least, at least your team didn't spend half a billion dollars on two players, <laughs> only to have their head coach get fired and not make the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um, so the, you're talking about uh, Rangers uh, coach Chris Woodward, right? That yeah. gentleman uh, yeah. who went tw- 211 and 287 in four years and zero playoff appearances. Uh, the guy that they wanted to basically start the rebuild with, but then like nobody was actually progressing at all. That guy. Yeah. yeah. The one, the one where they paid $500 million for two players to say, here you go. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. That's, that's kind of rough, man. That's, that's brutal. Um, uh, You know, it, you got to show improvement in four years. I mean, even if you do have a dog shit team, I, I, I want to see at least a little bit of growth and, uh, they have some they have skills players they they do have some skilled players um pitching is dog shit for the rangers and it, it basically always has been except for those two years they went to the world series um, yeah it's also hard to the play owners as like, a pitcher I, there i got you a dome i got you <laughs> yeah out of the they, sunshine that's billion dollar stadium i got you two players 500 million dollars like What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that building looks like an actual fucking barn too. Like it um, does. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm not terribly impressed, but it's got AC. That's another story. That's another story. <laughs> it's exactly. Got it, it's got AC. It, you know, gonna keep your boys from getting melted in in the hot August sun <laughs> in still uh, Dallas. Better yeah. than the Santa Clara 49er stadium. Yeah, the erector set. Um, <laughs> God, the that, thing is with Levi that, Stadium, or, or what, is it still called Levi Stadium? Yeah, it's still Levi Stadium. Yeah, it yeah, just looks Levi. unfinished. It just, yeah, you know what? It, it just does. looks unfinished. It, it looks like a generic ass stadium. You change a couple of colors, you could put that stadium literally anywhere in America. Remember, to me, uh, it looks it, like it was Madden. supposed to have a roof, and then it got too expensive, and they cut the roof out of the expenses. I, I don't even I'm know sure about that, that happened. Remember no. uh, Madden uh, franchise? You could create your own stadium with that generic. Yeah, you, know, you toggle through the end mm-hmm. zones on the sides. Yeah, it just looks like the that one where there was a, a stadium you can build, and the background was the unfinished skyscraper in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah um, that's Levi's. You know what? Let's stop talking about Levi Stadium because Taylor Swift absolutely rocked that joint a couple of times. So oh you put gosh. some respect on that stadium's name. Hey, oh, okay, <laughs> Beehive up in here. Beehive. Is that what it is? Oh, that, that's not for Taylor. That's that's Beyonce. But yeah. Well, yeah, no, but like Beyonce. <laughs> oh, Beyonce yeah, rocked yeah, it too. Yeah, she absolutely did. Yeah, you're right. This show so, just went off the rails. It, it, it so. really did. Okay. Now we're talking All about right. music. All right. uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Playoffs announced. Yay. We're back on track. Okay. So basically MLB has announced the playoffs uh, series. are going to start. The wild card is going to be October 7th. Division series will start on the 11th. Um, October 18th is when the American league and the national league championship series will start. And the world series will be October 28th, which means we're going to be playing world series games in November again. Why do they keep doing what's, is this like the way it rolls out all the time now? Well, no, I mean, this time it's because the season got that uh, the week late oh, that's start. Right. That's right. Um, so, so it kind of pushed everything back about three days. Um, normally, it would be like the twenty fifth, and then like maybe uh, game six or game seven would be in November uh, for the World Series. But this time, because they had to push it back about, well, they 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 took six games. They put three of them at the end and then sprinkled in the other three elsewhere for every team. So um, that's that's kind of how that happened. They need to be over by, you know, the, the week before Halloween. <laughs> like, should not go I think past so. Halloween, dude. Like, it's way too late in the year. I don't want to watch freezing cold baseball. Remember, it was like um, if we got that World Series with the Yankees uh, a couple years ago, it was going to be like the coldest World Series Oh on yeah, record, and, you know, and then and then Houston um buzzed their buzzed their way past them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want that. Like it, you need to get done. You know, that second weekend of October would be ideal. You yeah, know, then you but, get home, you get your parade, and then you're into Halloween. You know, 
I, I think if you start the season early, like I, I like, I like when they start the season right around my birthday at the end of March, you know, I, I think that's a great time to start the season. Um, and they've expanded the playoffs. So that obviously adds more games to uh, the schedule at the, at the back end, um, make, make more money that way. He gets right. to air more games. So um, they're not going to take away any of those playoff games. That being said, I do think they need to be starting those games on October one, or at least as close to October one as possible instead of a full week later. Yeah. And you know, like no, no breaks in between games, you know, you start on a Tuesday, you've also play Wednesday, then you get a day off, you know, like, well, I mean, well, I mean, they, they're, they're pretty good about that. Basically, the only time the only days off are travel days now at this point in in the playoffs. So they, they do have that pretty well spaced out at this point. Um, uh, what what I wish they would do is not commit to starting the to starting like the, the LCS is on the 18th. Like if if both teams are ready for the division series and they're, they're done on the 15th. Yeah. Start it on the 16th, you know, yeah, start it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you can start it a couple days earlier and that's not the end of the world. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I don't know. I apologize. I'm probably going to be in it. So just going to live with misery at this point. Go Mets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, are we good with baseball? Oh no. You have one more note, Tyler. What's uh, what's this about the field of dreams? Yeah, I looked into it. It wasn't that big of a deal. I, I thought it was a lot worse than that. Okay. Apparently, they're building a, a children's sports complex, big thing, you know, for the youth sports to go play there. So there will be no Field of Dreams next year. So goodbye to uh, MLB's cash grab that that was, which is, I think it's still an excellent cash grab. It's still an amazing thing. I, I feel like they should probably play it in different areas instead of just the one area, in my opinion, you know, but it's fine. It's whatever. So there's thought there's talks that they may come back in 2024, but that's not guaranteed. So it may be a failed experiment. may not be. We'll have to find out. Okay. Yeah. There's definitely like good, cra- good cash grabs and bad cash grabs, like the stadium series, outdoor stadium series that the NHL does, you know, that's kind of cool. A couple years ago, they played in, was it last year or two years ago, they played in Reno. Oh, uh, not Reno. Oh, uh, it was Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah, but it wasn't the Sharks, the That's, closest team which is geographically. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. That didn't make any sense. That pissed me off. I was ready to light some fires over that one, but um, you know, so yeah. I think like things like that are cool, you know. And I was thinking about this over the weekend too, about this, you know, Sharks Ice thing. Is that what's stupid? Is baseball has done these things already, and I think it was like Cal Ripken and some other Hall of Famers started doing this thing, like. I think there's something in like Manteca or Modesto where they got like scale models of like stadiums that are smaller for like little league or something. And it's like playing in a big league stadium, but it's like a little league stadium. So scaled down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like baseball has started doing these things or they started years ago doing these things to making the game accessible. And now it's like completely inaccessible due to cost and how expensive it is to be in, uh, Uh, youth baseball or competitive baseball you know these are the things like if you're going to have these field of dreams games it's to to go into areas to promote the game and make it accessible you know to you know building these quote-unquote field of dreams that make baseball accessible um like what the sharks are doing with this you know sharks home ice program that they're building badass facilities around the Bay area to get kids on the ice and to get them interested in hockey, you know, like these other sports need to do this too. NHL does this program better than any of the other ones. Um, They actually have one. It's called hockeyville. And basically they'll, you know, like uh, every city with a little hockey rink, they'll put in a request. Hey, come, come to us or whatever. We need some money for this or that or whatever. And they'll, they'll do their little fundraiser. And then they'll actually get to host a preseason hockey game in freaking Connecticut, you know, or right. whatever. And, 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 and then these, these facilities, they get, you know, all kinds of upgrades and stuff. And every year they go to somewhere new, somewhere different. And then that's on top of each, like you were talking about the sharks do it up here in Northern California, every team in like their own market does a lot of this kind of stuff too. So, so yeah. they, Baseball really needs to be a lot more proactive 
in growing the game at the little league type level because that's where the fans are. You're not trying to find you're not trying to develop players in little league. You're trying to develop fans is what you're really trying to do. And then every now and then, you know, you're going to have a kid or two that breaks through. Um, And, you know, and and obviously that's, that's the dream of a lot of kids that, that start playing little league. That was my dream at one point, you know, and then it became clear that wasn't going to happen, but it's, it's still important. I'm still a fan of baseball because I was, you know, five years old playing T-ball, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's, they need to really put some money into these um, minor leagues. Bring the cost yeah. down, make it accessible. Exactly. I um, mean, it's like the sharks have like, if you sign up by a certain date, you get free five classes or learn how to skate for free. Yeah. yeah you know, have they have these the, vouchers yeah. for kids in the community free, yeah. you know, to yeah. get on the ice. So I think yeah. like one of the things that makes me even more of a sharks fan is how much they, invest not in just the local community of san jose but extended areas of the bay area where they're putting their footprint you know in other areas it i'm like damn this is an organization that cares it's an organization that's relatively competitive year in and year out you know um so it makes me want to dig deeper as a fan and support them even though i I don't know much about the sport of hockey the historical um you know, players, this or that, but I, it makes me want to follow the league more because the NHL, every time I learn a little bit about the NHL, it's still a business, but I feel like it's a business that's, that's doing good business. Um, you know, they're with their, with their, uh, with their players in the union and how it's kind of evolving into. All that's right. all I got for hockey. All right. <laughs> There was your hockey little bit um, right in the middle of our baseball bit. It's fun how that works out sometimes. Um, so there's just a couple of last little uh, points to clean up um, outside of uh, the major sports. Um, in the media news, the ESPN lost um, their bid to show Big Ten games. Big Ten games are moving to Fox. So, um, yeah. 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 Sure. I think All the problem right. with California is that the rest of the country – like college sports is really dominant, but California has what nine major sport teams, 10, something like that. 17. It's something like between hockey, between hockey, football, baseball, basketball, um, hell, even the soccer teams, you got two soccer teams in LA and you got, um, uh, the sounds of earthquakes. We won't get into them, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, in the Midwest, there's not nearly as much to do as there is in California. We're blessed yeah. that way, you know? Um, so college sports, especially in the South and in the Midwest, that becomes life because there's nothing else to do besides watch sports and bang. So, Or playing cornhole. Play, yeah, that's why all those big Midwestern boys are so good at cornhole because there's nothing else to do. Cornhole okay. and drinking. That's right. I'm sorry, this is America. All right. Um, so, um, Tiger Woods turned down um, a lot of money to join LIV, and he he opted to stick with PGA. Um, good for him. Uh, uh, I think it was rumored between 700 and 800 million. Isn't that wild, guys? That's so ridiculous. You're, you're so rich, you can you can say fuck off to 700 million dollars. Well, he's 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 like one of a handful of like billion dollar oh. athletes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's not losing any sleep over that. But like when you're that rich, you can it's it's really easy to have morals uh, at that point. So um, good for yeah. Tiger turning down um, that blood money to um, stick <laughs> around. So well, um, oh, this is my ahead. teaser. This is my teaser from from last week here. But here we go. Um, I'm finding there's a lot of problems with live golf. One more recently just came out this past week is that there's now being reports that players aren't getting paid their monies from winning these, these tournaments. And now live golf is having to come out and retroactively say that that's not true. But the fact that that's even coming out is a bad thing. Um, on top of that, one of my biggest issues I've been noticing is that it more or less happened in the first tournament that was in England. You basically have a team sport on top of, playing the ladder for an individual score, right? So if the more of your players on your team are higher up, 
the chances you are to win the team money, not necessarily just the individual. Well, the problem we're running into is that you're getting these guys who, and I'll say this, they're much better golfers than me. And, you know, they played PGA and, you know, that's one thing, but they weren't that great in PGA. So now they're coming here and they're on winning teams and they're making 12, $15 million and they're playing absolute dog shit compared to the rest of the field, all because their teammates are playing well. So I think you got a problem there, but people are just going to sandbag as long as they can be on the great team. Well, they get right? paid no matter what, you know, there's yeah. like, they're going to get paid like, you know, the, the better golfers uh, or recognized name golfers, they're getting paid whether they, no matter where they finish, they're getting paid um, a bunch of money. So I think that's kind of from what I read. And I saw a little bit of a clip of uh, Tiger Woods talking about it, where he said, you know, like I, you're not even playing competitive golf where you're not even in the world rank ranking. So like, what's the point? Like, why would you risk that? Like there's, you know, there's no bragging rights. Like there's no, I'm number one in the world or whatever, you know? So it's clearly a bad cash grab uh, for players. And I, we've talked about money all, you know, many times, you know, we're, we traditionally take the side of, players getting more money be otherwise it's just going to go to a singular billionaire or you know ownership group so the players should get their money and i think golfers should get their money from the pga and what they do but i think there's a better way to get your money i think there's a hopefully the pga makes some some i i know there's been some gripes with the golfers but liv golf you know is it's not good news, you know. It's time to move yeah. past this. Well, PJ so, raised their their purse money like three days ago, in in basically retaliation to Live Golf to try and keep people. Cam Smith, who just won the British Open, which makes no sense because they played in Scotland, but whatever they call it the British Open, he won that. And then he, he the funny part is that he announced that he's going to go to Live Golf, but the the FedEx tournament for the PGA started well, it was last week. And they had three players who weren't going to play because they're in court with PGA. And then Cam Smith announced that he's going to go go to live golf. And he teed off and played in the FedEx tournament. Yet three players didn't get to because they announced they're in live golf much sooner than he was. So it's it's all becoming a gigantic mess. And I'm not going to say the PGA is you know absolved of any of it either because they're trying to you know keep people into it because they think that they owe their own some kind of right to be able to say, Hey man, we gave you the opportunity to make money with us. How dare you leave us? But to Sam's point, go make your money. I just think that there is a better way to do it. And I don't think Saudi Arabia money is the way to do it. It's also about accessibility. The PGA, you know, golf is golf, tennis, baseball. Now it's a wealthier sport. If you, if you're a kid, and you find yourself like really wanting to be the best at tennis for whatever age group or golf or baseball. Now it's extremely expensive. You know, it's, you know, you're, you're going to keep growing if you're a kid. So you're going to need clubs every, however many months or a couple of years or whatever. Um, you know, and then the private lessons, it's not like something like where you get to high school, you're, you know, how many high schools have a, a golf team you know um wealthier schools you know so it's just it's not accessible um you know so i think that's kind of like an overall thing um yeah with a lot of major sports or it's not accessible well I, I mean speaking of not accessible tennis is definitely one of those but one of the greatest is now retiring now so serena williams announced this week that she's going to retire so Shout out that, to her. That'll, that'll happen after the last major that happens. Um, I think it's I think it's the U.S. Open is coming up soon. So um, yeah, after that she's and she says that she doesn't like the word retire. Um, so that she's basically that's right moving on. Um, or whatever, like wh whatever the phrase. Um, she's moving beyond golf, I guess, or, or, or beyond tennis. Excuse me. Right. So, um, it's a hell obviously all time greatest female tennis player, possibly just straight up tennis player period um uh i mean she made she made me care about tennis you know uh, just a little bit um, i agree I so agree. i mean it's it, it's just kind of wild like 
uh, like it's people with that kind of pull. I think about Tiger and golf. Nobody gave a shit about golf. Like the regular person didn't give a shit about golf until Tiger came along. And a lot of people did not care about tennis until Serena Williams and her sister Venus first came along. So, I mean, this is obviously she's, she's been at it for a very long time. She's 41 years old. Most tennis people get their start at like 15 years old. So she's been playing a very, very long time and she's earned her, um, she's earned whatever the hell she wants to do for the rest of her life, you know? So um, congratulations, Serena Williams. All right, guys. Well, I think, uh, I think we've pretty much exhausted our sports talk for the day. We're going to do this again next week. You want to lead us out of here, Vincey? Yeah, sounds great. Um, Vincey, that's weird. Um, yeah, I'm calling <laughs> you that. Um, yeah, Vinny's fine. Vince is fine. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. Okay. All right. So you can follow us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on IG and Twitter. We're on YouTube now, too, um, SVT Sports Pod. Uh, send us an email svcsportspod at gmail.com. We look forward to all of you sliding into our DMs. Ooh, sexy. Slide in. Just slide it in. <laughs>